Well, praise the Lord and God bless you this afternoon. Praise God for another day's journey. And I'm so glad, as I always say, I'm glad for what God is doing with us, through us, and in the midst of us. And in spite of everything going on today, I'm excited about what God is doing today. You know, every day is a gift from God, and it is great to be alive. But all of us always say it, and it's true. It's great to be alive. And uh, we should keep looking up over the things that God is doing for us, with us, and in the midst of us every single day. <laughs> Excuse me. Bow your heads with me for a moment. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I come before you in the behalf of those that are here in the auditorium. Auditorium. <laughs> here with us. Today, I thank you for another day. I thank you for your mercies. I thank you for your kindness to us children of men, for your wonderful works. I thank you for salvation. I thank you for saving. I thank you for delivering. I thank you for making free. I thank you for touching every little soul, liberal soul that listens and watches this broadcast. Oh, God, on, on TV or through podcasts, however they hear this broadcast. I thank you, and I ask you to touch their lives, meet the needs in their lives, in Jesus' name. Amen. Get your Bible. You know, one of the things that I've been uh, ran across my mind or constantly crossed my mind, and it's also something I say, and that's confidence. I confidently tell people that I have confidence in God. Now, I know that uh, uh, people have confidence in man. I know some people put all their confidence in man, but I put all my confidence in God that I trust him. More than I trust man, because man is known to renege on his word. But God, I like that. He doesn't renege on his word. He don't go back on his word. He's a keeper. That's what I like about God. Another thing. I can't just talk about things I like about God. God is a keeper of his word. I like that. Because we change our mind. We get upset and... uh. We change our mind. I ain't doing it. Somebody say the wrong thing, make us upset. I ain't doing it. I'm not going. I don't want to be bothered. That's us. But I've learned that um, you can have confidence in God and expect him to actually perform his word. So go with me this morning, this afternoon to Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 26. And let's talk about, let's talk about confidence. Listen to this. In the fear of the Lord is strong confidence and his children shall have a place of refuge. Let me read it again. In the fear of the Lord is strong confidence and his children shall have a place of refuge. Did you hear what I just read? Who did he say? In the Lord, there's strong confidence. In the Lord, there's strong confidence. In the Lord, there's strong strength. I like that. In the Lord, there's strong confidence that everything's going to work out. That God is going to make a way out of no way where there is no way. Oh, y'all ain't listening to me today. God is going to make a way out of
water no way where there is no way. And he says, and his children shall have a place of refuge. Now that's important. A place of refuge, a place to go. When everything is falling apart, when there's no way you're being an abused home, you can find a refuge in God. I'm serious. Women in abusive relationships at home, men beating them up to a pulp. I don't encourage you to stay there. I, just, I encourage you to get into the refuge of God. Ask God, cry out to God to give you some help from Zion. Don't stand there and let that man beat you to death. I'm not one of those preachers that tell you, you got to stay with your husband even if he beats you to death. That's lies. That's not in the Bible. That's not in the Bible. You ain't got to stay there and get beat to death. And then they get back, oh, oh, why did she go get help? You don't got to stay there. That's contrary to the Bible. You need to get somewhere where there's safety. This is why the scripture said right here in um, Proverbs 14, 26, it says, In the way of the Lord is strong confidence, and his children shall have a place of refuge, a place to go place to go when everything's falling apart when nothing is making sense a place of refuge a place where you can find protection from the enemy a place of strength where you can find god protection where you can find god's grace where you can find god's wisdom oh my goodness and his love that's undying towards us but god wants us to be in a place that's safe. We all need to understand that God does not change. Man changes. His mind changes. His hair changes. His weight changes. His appetite changes. His features change. But he said, I am the Lord thy God that changes not. I don't change. I'm not like man. I don't change like the one like man. Today he likes you, tomorrow he don't. That's man. God didn't put his trust and confidence in his servants and he charges angels with folly. He don't trust nobody. And do they trust him? He don't trust us. We gotta first learn and trust because he know how shaky and wild shallow we are. We change like the weather. Today we love God because he done something. Tomorrow we don't want to bother with him. That's why he don't call everybody his friend because he know everybody's not his friend. That scripture there tells us there's strong confidence in God. Oh, y'all hear me? You can have strong abiding confidence in God. That ain't going to end. God confidence. Build with us over time. This is why you got to learn to lean and depend on God and have confidence in him and let that confidence build up over time. It's not all in one day. Oh, glory to God. It's not all in one day. You build your confidence in God as you walk with God, as you learn God, you learn who God is. You learn who God is and what he's capable of doing. You learn God. Building confidence in God that's life-lasting. And the thing about that, that confidence you are building God 
it expands and it touches other people's lives. That's how confidence works. When you have confidence, you can encourage somebody else to walk with God, Amen. to stay with God, to obey God, to be in the midst of God's doing. Let's move on. Let's go now to Isaiah chapter 36. Isaiah chapter 36. Isaiah chapter 36 and verse 4 said, listen to this. And then came forth unto, oh, whoa, whoa, excuse me, excuse me, oh, verse 4. And, and Rav Shekinah, Shekinah said unto them, Say ye now to Hezekiah, thus saith the great king, the king of Assyria, what confidence is this wherein thou trustest? I'll read it again. And then Rab, Rab, Shekinah said unto them, Say ye now to Hezekiah, Thus saith the great king of us, the great king, the king of Assyria, What confidence is this? Wherein thou trustest? The king of Assyria sent his servant to try to spook King Isaiah. King Hezekiah, excuse me, King Hezekiah. The difference that the king of Assyria didn't know that King Hezekiah served the Lord thy God. He served the living God. That was the great thing that the king of Assyria had no clue on. So he asked him, he sent his servant to ask King, the son of King Hezekiah, say, who is this you got confidence that can stop me from killing you and all your people? Who is this that you got confidence? That's funny. You got to understand something when you read the scriptures. You got to understand that the enemy will always send you somebody to spook you. In the world, they celebrating trick or treating. Devil, they, that's the devil's one of the devil's main days. Trick or treating. People don't believe it. Church folks, you church folks out there taking your children trick or treating. You, you're supporting the devil's works. I'll tell you, pain. I don't bite my tongue. Stop the trick or treating because it's contrary to the scripture. We don't trick or treat. We don't dress up like witches and warlocks and all this other stuff that y'all be doing. And then you got your little fake trick or treat parties you have in the church. Y'all are doing abominable things before God. Stop it. Go read your scripture. Go read, go, go read about some of the witches and warlocks that were witches and warlocks and they got saved and they wonder why y'all doing trick-or-treating and that was a big time. They wonder why y'all doing trick-or-treating, y'all claiming no Jesus. And they got saved from witchcraft and sorcery, but y'all doing trick-or-treating. Oh, y'all people need to get right with God. I don't know what heaven you're going to, but if you're going to the same heaven I'm going to, you need to read that word. Finally, you ain't got no business doing trick-or-treating because that's abominable before God. I don't bite my tongue. I tell it the way it is. Once after the Bible said, I do see the light. Walk therein. You got to walk into the light and stay in the light. The scripture here tells us in Isaiah chapter 36 and verse 4, the rap jacket said unto them, Say ye now to Hezekiah, thus saith the great king, the king of Assyria, what confidence is this wherein thou trustest? 
They wanted to know. They wanted to know who in the world are you trusting in? We kill everybody when we go take their hand. Ain't no God able to stand against us. But they didn't know. They haven't met the true God. They haven't met the living God yet. They haven't seen the living God work yet. But they soon would find out about the living God work. They will soon learn who the living God is. They tried to spook and scare Hezekiah. So you got to listen to it. I'm going to tell you something. You got to listen when the devil is talking. You can't let your confidence be cast away. You say you got confidence in God. Stand firm in your belief and stand firm in your confidence in God because I'm confident in God. If God said it, he'll do it. If he spoke it, he'll be in it. Oh, he'll bring it to pass. The son of man, God is not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he'll repent if he said something. If God said he's going to bless you, he's going to bless you. If God said he's going to deliver you, he's going to deliver you. Yes, obey his voice. Hallelujah. God don't change. He don't change. God don't change. Man, do hallelujah. God don't change, beloved. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God don't change. We do. Hallelujah. Amen. You gotta be honest. We change. We change our mind about things. We would date, you know, young men, young men dating a girl. And she pretty. And now he want to go to bed with her. She said no. Now he don't change his mind. He don't like her no more. See how we change? All of a sudden, he was flipping out, going crazy. About, now when it comes down for his treat, he wants his big treat. He done spent a whole lot of money whining and dining her. And now she said, that's not going to happen. We're not going to We're not having sex before we get married. He said, what? Girl, you crazy. He said, yeah, I'm crazy, but you ain't sleeping with me. Now his mind has changed. She's ugly. Oh, I can't stand her. We changed. That's how we are. We change. We change jobs like the water and can't even obtain benefit from the first one. But Hezekiah here was being threatened by the king of Assyria. The king of Assyria, that's how the devil do, you know. He don't come himself. He sent somebody to scare you. He sent the doctor to tell you you got cancer. He sent the doctor to say you got six months to live. He sent the doctor to tell you all kind of things. He sent the bill collector to tell you we're going to take your meter out. We're going to turn your light up. We're going to repossess your car. Who you got confidence in? Who do you have confidence in? Oh, it really comes down to that, beloved. Who do you have confidence in? When you have confidence in God, hallelujah. When you have confidence in God, that stuff not going to move you, even though your eyes see it or people are saying it. You're not going to be moved. You're going to stand firm in the confidence you have in God. 
You gonna stand firm in the confidence that God will bring you through. He said, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. I'll be with you to the end of the age. And he also said, I'm the Lord thy God that healeth thee and I make thee sick. Oh, but yet people come and say, you got this condition, you got that condition, you got this bill, you got that. No, I ain't telling you all this stuff that you got. You need to turn around and say, no, that's your stuff. That's your stuff. That ain't mine. People, we, we, you know, a lot of pastors, listen to this. I'll tell you this. A lot of churches with ministry, the television ministry, radio broadcasts, all of that stuff have to be paid for, just like I have to pay for the TV broadcast we have, the podcast, uh, all this different thing. Now, now they had a new thing I have to, that has to be paid. All of us preachers make one mistake. We all say, I have to pay. It's my bill. It is not our bills. It's not. Because it's not our ministry. It's not our gospel. It's not our gospel. This is not my gospel. This is not my gospel. This is the gospel of who? Jesus Christ to who? The son of the living God. That's their gospel. I'm just a servant presenting it. I'm just a servant presenting it. It is God's responsibility. Now, I want you to hear me. It is God's responsibility to maintain this ministry or any ministry out there that's doing the will of God. It is the preacher's job to have confidence in God that God is going to touch the people to send the finances to help it because the preacher can't do it by himself. I can't do it all by myself. Doing this television, paying this broadcast, broadcast and the podcast and uh, the, the streaming show. A whole lot of stuff has to be paid. It don't look like it, but a whole lot of stuff has to be paid. However, my job is to trust God. I, I don't beg nobody for nothing. I ask. I ask. Because the Bible said, ask what you will, and it be done unto you. And he said, ask, and it shall be given, and knock, and it shall be over, seek, and thou shalt find. That's when you have confidence in God. You simply say, we need your support. If you can, uh, give me a love offering. I give you the website. Send a love offering. It's up to you, if you love the gospel of Jesus Christ, to send a love offering. I don't care you send a dollar through PayPal, whatever, whatever you send, praise God. I'm not going to beg. I see preaching beg. I ain't begging for nothing. The Bible said that. My confidence that God is going to touch y'all and other people's hearts to send to help us stay on the air. It's that simple. Amen. That's that simple. I just go on my, my business and keep on preaching. That's it. I ain't begging nobody to do nothing. That's not, that's not what I was called to do. I wasn't called to beg. Sorry, that's not me. I wasn't called to beg. I don't beg for nothing. I never beg for a raise on a job, so I sure ain't begging for the gospel. But the thing is, your confidence has to be totally in the living God. Your confidence has to be centered and saturated in God's word. Your confidence has to be saturated and, oh my goodness. It has to be drowned in. In God's word, that when the storms come, your confidence stands strong. And this is the thing about Hezekiah. Hezekiah knew that God was able. Sent for the prophet of God. He sent for the prophet of God to send help from Zion. 
But you got to trust God. You got to be the one that trusts God for yourself. And have confidence that he will make a way. I'm not talking about being afraid. I'm talking about trusting God and having confidence in him. Let's move on. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 25. Chapter 25 and verse 19. Look at that verse. Look at that verse. Here it is. Uh, Proverbs chapter 25, verse 19 says, Confidence in an unfaithful man in a time of trouble is like a broken tooth and a foot out of joint. Everybody know what both of them are. Confidence in a man that is unfaithful. Confidence in an unfaithful man in, in a time of trouble is like a broken foot, a broken tooth, or a foot out of joint. Everybody know what a foot out of joint is when you sprain your ankle, break your foot. And you know when you got a broken tooth, it's driving you crazy. Or, or your wisdom tooth, you want that baby taken out, it's driving you nuts. You can't sleep, you can't think, you can't eat, you can't do nothing. You just driving you bananas. That's how unfaithful man is. And that's why God don't trust everybody. God never have confidence in all they do. Don't let nobody fool you. Don't let some, don't let nobody fool you that God got confidence in all preachers. He don't. Because they can't be trusted. All preachers run around with chains in their pockets and around their neck and all that stuff. Oh, they're not God's servant. They are not. They are not. All that run around saying, holy, holy, or not God's servants. God can't trust everybody. And you can't trust anybody. The Bible makes a plain. An unfaithful man don't have no confidence in him. A husband that's unfaithful to his wife, having confidence in that man is like sticking a bullet in your head. You know why? Because that man going to keep on doing what he's doing. When you got children and you're a woman and got children and your husband running around with a whole bunch of other women, you got to think straight so you can make sure your children get food in their mouth because he's running around with some other woman and wind up taking care of other women's children or whatever nonsense he's doing with her. You got to have your head on straight. You got to have confidence in God that God's going to make a way for you. People, people take this as a joke. Confidence is a very important thing because it could show you your future and how your future would be. You having confidence in an unfaithful man. Don't you know that? Oh, oh my God. I know an individual that God blessed the child with. He stayed on a job for eight years and they tried and they tried and they tried. But it came down to this. He was unfaithful for coming on. He was a great worker. But he was unfaithful for coming to work on time. He found excuses to come in late. There was always a reason why he was late. I mean, he was late. He got suspended so many times they could write a book. He could write a book on how to get suspended from a job. That's how many times. I don't, I don't lost track. He done lost track. How many times he was suspended from work for two or three days. He been on the job for eight years. They had no confidence that he would be there on time. But everybody else was punching in on time every day. Uh, sometimes people came in late. 
but this is something he did all the there, there was very rarely a day he came in on time. Always late. And they had no confidence in him that he was going to change, so they fired him. They looked for the right moment to fire him. They, they had no confidence in him. When it's the same thing with a president, when there's a voter, no confidence, I don't care what that president do. It's the same thing with a pastor. Once the people lose confidence in that man, he can preach you tomorrow. His preachers just going to bounce off the wall. Bing, 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 bing. Why? Because the stuff he's doing has caused the people to lose confidence in him. They don't think he's in tune with God anymore. So he can preach all he wants. Look at that verse. Proverbs 25 and 19, it says, have no confidence. Oh, I done jumped the page. <laughs> have no confidence. Nineteen. Confidence in an unfaithful man in a time of trouble. That's what he's trying. God trying to get you to understand. When there's times of trouble, it got to be a person that you can have confidence in. It got to be a person that you can call and say, "I need you to come and help me. I don't feel good. I need somebody to take me to the doctor." You got to have a person that you have confidence. Did you hear me? If the person is unfaithful, they're not going to come. You can't depend on their word. They're going to do all this other stuff. You may die. I'm just telling you the truth. You got to, you got to think about That's why everybody's not your friend. Every, every relative you have is not for you. Everybody go to church, don't care about you. You got to really understand that. Every person, every pastor, is not concerned about the members of the church that they pastor. You got to understand that. I'm serious. I've had people over the years uh, follow the ministry that God has given me that belong to other churches. And a lot of times they have no confidence in their pastor. Their pastor is not teaching them the truth. I ain't making it up. That's what God does. I have nothing to do with it. I just tell people the truth. I'm not trying to sugarcoat nothing. I'm not trying to make you feel good because what happened at the end of the day, if you don't know the truth and God sent you towards me and I don't tell you the truth, I'm going to be in trouble at the end of the day. I'm not getting kicked out of heaven for nobody. I'm going to tell you the truth. Truth don't make me feel good. It's not a feeling. It's just the truth. Not always going to make you feel good. Just like this weather changing and I'm sneezing. Sneezing don't make me feel good. It's embarrassing. As a part of weather check, but you cannot have confidence in an unfaithful. Whether that's in church, on a job, a co-worker, depending on the job you have, just imagine you work in a hospital, pharmacy, a fire department, a police department, and you got a partner that you work for, has no clue about what's going on and don't care. Somebody's going to get hurt. Did you hear me? Imagine two firemen running to the fire. They're going in to put out a fire. One is going to step back outside and call his girlfriend. When he should be inside fighting the fire. That's an unfaithful worker. Oh, I got honey. I'm, 
I'm going to call you a little later. I got to go into the fire. I got to go put this fire. Now his friend in there burning to death. He's talking on the phone. The police officer, and he got a party, so we got to go. Oh, hold on, man. Somebody going to die because he's waiting for his partner. Unfaithful one. I ain't making this up. It's the same thing with ministry. I want to tell you something about ministry. Many years ago, I was trying to work with a brother, and the Lord told me, do not work with him. Uh, I'll be honest, I didn't listen. So I started working with the brother, and it turned into a disaster. Let me pray for those that's watching the broadcast. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I ask you to touch every liberal soul that's watching this broadcast right now. Break every yoke in their life. Meet the needs in their life. Save the liver and set, make free. Don't set nobody free. Make them free according to your word. I thank you for touching their lives today. In Jesus' name, amen. So I walk with the brother. And I did a revival on him, and he got a chance to teach. I let him have a night to teach during the revival. Well, he got up and taught everything. I didn't know what he was talking about. Nobody else knew what he was talking about. And at the end of the service, I got rebuked. I kept getting rebuked by ministers that I know. They said, what in the world you got going on in your services? And I'm trying to fix it. Now, the Lord told me, don't work with him. But we were good friends. I want to explain something to you about confidence and friendship. They don't mix. Confidence and friendship don't mix. I learned my lesson. And then when I told him that the Lord said, I'm not supposed to work with him, he got upset me. I said, why didn't you tell me this before? You my friend. I don't want to hurt your feelings. Well, I got rebuked enough. My feelings got hurt for not telling him the truth. And since that day, if God tell me not to work with somebody, I'm going to tell him straight up, no, I can't work with you. God say no. I'm not going to wait. <laughs> the punishment is too heavy. So the scripture says in this verse, confidence in an unfaithful man in a time of trouble is like a broken tooth and a foot out of joint. This is talking about when you're in trouble. You need somebody that you can actually call upon. Amen. You need somebody that you can go to that will help you. You don't need nobody that's going to mess you over. You need somebody that's going to be able to help you when you call in a time of trouble. But an unfaithful person don't have no confidence and watch the people you be around. Watch the people you spend time around. That's where we make a mistake. You got to watch the people you be around. Why? And then that's how you get to know what they're about, whether they're faithful or not. Amen. If they're not faithful, don't depend on them. Put them on your list, but don't depend on them. Find somebody you could depend on. Let's move on. Let's go to Psalms 118. <clears throat> Psalms 118. Psalms 118 and verse 8. <clears throat> Look at that verse. Psalm 118 and 8 says, It is better to put your trust in the Lord than put confidence in man. I'll read it again. It is better to put it is better to trust 
in the Lord, they put confidence in man. Why? Why? Why is it so important to trust in the Lord? Because you can depend on him. Hey, he's the individual that you can actually depend on to make ways out of no way. Putting all your confidence in man is the biggest mistake you can make because they're human, they're going to fail. Now, I want to tell you something. Not everybody that fails you is the plan to fail you. Not everybody. There's people that I want to help you, and they fail because they don't have what it takes to get the job done. <laughs> something come up and they can't get there. I'm not talking about those type of people. But put your trust in the Lord who will never fail you. Wait, they used to sing a song, Jesus Never Fails. In the Old Testament, the prophets tried to teach the people trusting God. Jesus put on the saying, it's been a scene in that poem in the Old Testament. But what the, the prophets tried to do was teach people to lead and depend and have confidence in God when they was going up against other countries that wanted to destroy them. Don't you know what messed most people up with confidence in God? They eyes on everything natural. They look, go by what their eyes see and what the devil's putting in their air. I'm telling you folks, every voice you hear is not from God. Every scripture you hear being quoted is not called quoting it. The devil knows the Bible too. The Bible says rightly divide the words of truth. You, oh, come on, come on. You got to rightly divide the words of truth. Yes, you do. You got to rightly divide the words of truth. You got to take your time and read that word of God. And don't base everything off preachers saying, I'm cool me. Go back and look and see what the scripture say. Don't just say amen. amen. But I, I would listen to a sister tonight. She made a statement that a lot of preachers make, and it's a lie. And I would tell her to her face it's a lie. She said that you don't know true love. Uh, 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 you don't know true love until you know the love of God. That's not true. That's right. I said it. It's not true. Because there's people. I'll prove it. The Bible even talks about our, our, our fathers. They love their children. They give them good things. They won't give them a serpent. So how much more is the love of God? There's people that don't know God from other cultures love their children, love their son, and they'll give up their life for their son. Go read the Bible. Everybody wasn't saved in the Bible. There were men that would give up their lives for their children. They loved them unconditionally. They give up their life in a minute to save their children's life. They'll jump in the river, they'll throw their cow out of the river and drown because they love their child. When you preach the gospel, you got to tell the gospel, don't add nothing. God never told nobody that there's nobody that don't love their children like that, unconditionally. God's unconditional love is different than man, but man does know what love is. Everybody running around saying, man, don't know about love. Do we get to know about no God? <clears throat> That's not true. There's people that don't know God. They didn't know God and they love their children. 
There's a story about in the New Testament where Paul or either Paul or Peter, they went to a city that people were serving unknown God and didn't even know it was God, but they loved their children. You got to tell the truth as truth. This is when we talk about confidence in preachers. Preachers say all kinds of stuff. You need to verify what these guys are saying based off this Bible. I call her Ace Ace that's made the space. She's wrong for telling people you don't know love. But she just like me and other preachers around say you don't know love until you know the love of God. That's not true. You cannot know the love of God unless you know some type of love. You can't know God love unless you had known some type of love. A child loves their parents unconditionally when they're babies until they go find out what the parents are about. Then they have less and less, less, less love. We got to tell the truth as truth and don't add nothing to it. I know I'm not popular. I don't have thousands of people following me. As far as I know. I'm just going to tell you the truth. And that's the truth. We do know love. Because first of all, with loving kindness that draws us to Christ. Okay? God had somebody that loved, that loved soul. And there's people, the Bible even talk, listen to this. The Bible even talk about peacemakers. He said, blessed are the peacemakers. Okay? These people have love for nature. These people have love for people in general. And they don't even know God. You think I'm joking? There's many people that are nature's people that love nature and love people and don't know a thing about God. Isn't that something? So you got to be careful when you're telling people, you don't know love until you don't pray. That's an insult. Nobody can match God's love in the first place. No love on earth can match God's love. You can't compare it with man's love. It'll never happen. His love is the ultimate unconditional love. That's like the scripture that they run around saying, um, there's a friend that's thinking closer than the brother, and they only say it's Jesus, and that's not true neither. That's, there's no truth in that neither. That is not just Jesus Christ. There are friends that click closer than the brother, and there are people that have given up their life for their best friend. I know some. I have no stories of people that have given up their lives for their best friend, for their family. So you've got to rightly divide the word script, the truth. You can't play with them and just tell people the truth. If you don't know something, ask somebody. Come and ask me. I know a lot. Oh, I don't know some. I don't know everything. Which you can ask. I'll tell you the truth. It may not make you feel good. Look at the verse. Psalms 118 and 8. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put your confidence in princes. Oh, excuse me, a man. Verse 9 is a prince. But it's better to put your confidence in God than in man. When you put your confidence in man, they're going to fail you. It's better to trust God. A man is going to fail you. And it's just that simple. And sometimes God allowed him to fail you. So you will know who you're supposed to put your trust in. I remember the story of a pastor, well-known pastor. He didn't pass away years ago. And he ran around preaching and stuff. And the assistant pastor, I was there. And he was saying, come on and help me pray for the people. He said, no, 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 I can't approve you now. And he was upset. And he asked God, why? Why he can't help? He said, because first of all, you're supposed to put all your confidence in me. Not in him and nobody else. Next time you know, don't do that. Where your confidence lies is where your strength is going to lie. When your confidence in God, that's where your strength is going to lie. That's where your help is going to come from. When, <coughs> when you put all your confidence in man, 
That's where your strength is going on. That's where your help is going to come from. And they're going to fail you because they're human. Want to hear something shocking? <clears throat> a person dials 911, right? <clears throat> the ambulance is on the way and catch a flat. Guess what? Now they got to send another ambulance. It may be too late when they get there. I'm telling you, beloved, you got to trust the Lord. You got to put your trust in the Lord. <clears throat> Let your confidence dwell on the Lord. That's why you got to get to know what the word of God say. When you know what God's word say, you can confidently expect him to perform it. You can't expect God to perform nothing for you if you don't know what his word say. Everybody just run around saying God's going to bless you with a job. God's going to bless you with a car. That's just some stuff. That's just some materialistic stuff. There's thousands of things that God do for people. Not just that. You got to really get into the Bible and see what God has to say. Do you know a lot of people went and had operation that they should not have had? If they just knew what the word of God said? I'm serious. Oh, it's all kind of thing. People lost homes, cars, marriages, all things because they didn't know what God was saying. They, some people didn't know that God is a home fixer. <clears throat> so they didn't know how to pray. They didn't know how to call on him for it. Amen. There's many marriages. I know some personally that should have ended ages ago. <clears throat> one, one individual I know was running around on his wife. It was so bad, the women, some of the women would call his home. Call his wife, asking for it. They were bad. That woman prayed and sought God. And God took care of the situation. He got to go by what the scriptures say to get the scriptural results. That's the most most people, they don't get the scriptural results. <clears throat> All you young men and young women running out there, dropping your drawers, having sex. That's, a, that's fornication. People are turned into hell and into the lake of fire for fornication. You adulterers, everybody talk about adultery, but the, the are fornicators, sex before marriage. <clears throat> you jacking, you destroying yourself. You're destroying yourself with the sex before marriage fornication. That's why God burned up Sodom and Gomorrah. You read your Bible. See, when you read your Bible, you're going to find out where, what, what's, why, what's happened. God didn't just run around destroying places. Their sins destroyed them. <clears throat> Sleeping around all over, whoring all over, male and women whoring their bodies all over. They're taking diseases all over, picking up diseases and all kinds. That's why some of y'all stay sick. That's why they stay sick. They pick it up, they were fine. Then they start sleeping with somebody. You got to know who you have confidence in. I'm telling you the truth. I know my message is a rule, but it's the truth. When you want to be saved, be saved. Ask God to teach you to walk righteous Amen. and godly every day. Stop trying to please people. These are people don't offer you nothing eternally. Just misery. Psalm 118 and 8 said, It is better to trust in the Lord than put your confidence in man. Keep on putting all your confidence in man. You're going to continue to get the same old dumb results. That's what, that's what Brother Oliver used to say. He used to get on my nerves saying that. He'd say, you just keep doing the same old dumb thing over and over again. You keep getting the same old dumb results. <laughs> I used to hate having the same, but it was true. 
If you keep living right, you're going to keep getting the same living right results. If you keep playing church, you're going to keep getting the same playing church results. Which will mean that you're going to be eternally lost in the end. Let's move on. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 30. Isaiah chapter 30. <clears throat> Isaiah chapter 30 and verse 15 says, For thus saith the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and rest, and ye shall be saved, in quietness and in confidence shall be your strength. And he said he would not. I'll read it again. <clears throat> For thus saith the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and rest, and ye shall be saved. In quietness and in confidence shall be your strength. And ye say we would not. God offered the people of Israel rest. Now that sounds unbelievable. Here it is. God offering the people of Israel, R-E-S-T, R-E-S-T, rest. And look what it says. It says that in return, if a dove said the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and rest, you shall be what? Saved. <clears throat> in quietness and in confidence shall be your strength. In quietness and in confidence shall be your strength. But they say, <laughs> we don't want that. And we say the same thing with that. We don't want that. We want to be like everybody else. We want to do what everybody else do. And we want to have what everybody else want to have. Why should we be quiet and have just confidence? And we can have everybody do what everybody else do. They could go out there and party and feel good. They can sleep around and feel good. They can gamble and feel good. Why can't we? That's what messed up his brain. They wanted to be like the world so bad. I mean, God. He's a love of souls. That's all I can tell you. He's a love of souls. God is a love of souls. He hates sin. But the children of Israel, just like today, they didn't care. People don't care. They don't care about you preaching and screaming and yelling and kicking over chairs, swinging from chandeliers on Sunday morning. They don't care. But don't tell them they got to live godly and quiet and have confidence in God. They don't want to hear it. They want their wealth, success, and money now, not tomorrow. Then when tomorrow comes, they're crying, they ain't got nothing. They didn't want to hear what God had to say. He said, see, this is what mess up preachers also. They don't rest. They're going to run all over the world. And never take time to rest. You have to rest your human body. The spirit could do things, but your human body still needs to rest. I just do Bible study on Wednesday and do service on Sunday until the Lord give me a green light for Friday night. But we should have be in quietness and have confidence in quiet. God. 
In other words, when he's saying quietness, you shouldn't be screaming and carrying on fighting with people. When you get quiet, you can see and hear what the enemy is doing. That's why. You can see the enemy at work and you can plead the blood and rebuke him. But when you're wild and crazy, you can't see nothing. When the spirit of confusion is around, you know the devil's never see that. But this scripture here says something unique. It says, Thus saith the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and rest, and ye shall be saved. That's what we want to be saved. We want to be saved. It says, And be saved. And in quietness and confidence shall be your strength. And ye would not. You didn't want nothing to do with it. And the same thing today. They don't want nothing to do with that. They don't want nothing to do with no confidence and being obedient to God's word. They don't want that. They want pie in the sky. And somebody prophesied to them so they can give them $100 or $1,000 so they can say they're going to get a million and all kind of dumb stuff. They want somebody selling them some bottle. Well, unless, uh, oh, I have holy water from Jerusalem. Come and get a bottle. It's $250. Send it today, and you'll get your holy bottle of water. That's what they want to hear. They want to hear all kind of stupid lies like that. Now, they got some holy water. Holy, I'm serious. I've seen it. I said, I think they got it. Get a pal off or whatever his name is. He's one of the leading lion wonders. What is it? Bottles of this and bottles of that. You know what? I drink Poland spring water. You could go on the spring body and buy some a, a nice filtered water and you could drink it. Uh, you, you, he could do the same thing. That's probably what he's doing. He's buying a water, pulling a little bottle, selling it for $75 a pop or $100 a pop. And gullible people, suckers, that's what I call them, spiritual suckers. They go out there and they spend $800 to get their little bottle of water. Little do they know. He went somewhere and got some filter water and poured it in and put a little something in it and shook it up and say, there you go. When God said rest in him, it means rest in him. And wait for him to do. I'm waiting on God to do things for me too. But I'm determined. See, I want you to explain something to you about confidence in God. When you have confidence in God, it makes you determined to see God move in your behalf. It makes you determined to see God move in your behalf and make ways out of no way. And then you can brag on what God did, not what man did. You can brag that God did this and God did that. And God, people are saying, this guy always talking about what God did. That's right, because he did it. A man can't. I like that. When God does something, man can't take no credit for it. I love that part. I love that part. I love that. Let's move on. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35. God never, and I don't know why people don't believe that, but God never changes. He's not like us. I got to constantly tell us that. I got to constantly be reminded of that. I want you to be reminded of that also. Okay, Hebrews chapter 35 says, <clears throat> listen to this. Cast not away, therefore, thy confidence, which thou have great rubicon, a reward. A reward. Listen to that. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which have a great rubicon, a reward. Don't cast your confidence away in God. Don't let nobody cause your confidence. I'm serious. 
I, what I mean is when you say you're waiting on God for healing or deliverance, yoke breaking, do not, I'll say it again, do not let nobody cause your confidence to be shattered. I don't care what they say. That, I'm, I, I, you know what? I'm going to say this again. I said this before, and I got to constantly get people to understand. Stop telling everybody your testimony. If God brought you out of being a drug addict, homosexual, lesbian, a thief, or whatever God brought you out of, I'm going to say this for a gazillion of time to people. Stop telling everybody your testimony. They say, I want to let people know my testimony. You do not. The Bible said that many are led by the Spirit of God. They are the sons of God. You have to be led by God to tell people your testimony because your testimony may affect them. If a man was in homosexuality and God delivered that man and you can't see a drop of homosexuality action in that man and you're a straight man, I've seen this happen. As soon as they tell people they were a homosexual, Thoughts start entering their mind. Thoughts entering their mind about them. And they backing off. They don't want to deal with them. They don't, they don't want to deal with them now, now because they Man. exposed themselves to what. If you read the story about the Hebrew boys in the fire, you will learn something. You will learn for a fact that God wanted to keep our mouth shut until he wanted open. When those Hebrew boys went in the fire. The Son of God got in the fire with them. And there was no smell. There was no burn when they came out of the fire on them. Nobody knew they were in the fire unless they told them. Do you hear me? Nobody knew they'd been in the fire unless they told them. Why? Because God let no smell or fire or burnt be upon their clothes. And that's the same God is when he delivers people. Keep your mouth shut. Until God tell you to tell somebody your testimony and then let it edify God. The people like to run around telling their testimony all the time. I gotta let everybody know my testimony. You do not. There's a story in the Bible that when God uh, healed one individual, told him, keep your mouth shut, go go to your family. Of course he didn't. He went and told everybody. Oh, you're excited. You cannot tell your personal testimony to everybody. Let God lead you so God can be edified and glorified in it. When you tell, then it'll reach some soul. Not for everybody. When I go to revivals, I don't talk about everything. I don't tell nobody my corny uh, 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 testimony. To me, my, my, my testimony is corny. If I'm led to talk about it, I talk about it. I talk about a whole bunch of other things. Y'all know I remember a whole bunch of I go, be at it. But you cannot tell your testimony because people can lose confidence in you. It's the same thing with a woman that was a prostitute. People go, I met a pastor, and this is true. Until they told me this woman was a high-class prostitute, I knew nothing about her. What I knew, she was a woman of God. You're a nice lady. That's all I know. Until they told me that she was a high-class prostitute, and when she met her husband, I'm going to tell you, she waited on God to give her a husband. Because she said he that find his wife find him a good thing and obtain favor of the Lord. This woman waited on God, and God told her who her husband told her husband who she was. And he told he went up there. God told me that you're my wife. He said, Yeah, but what? She waited on God to confirm that. 
They got married. They've been married. Here. This is the thing. You can't tell everybody your secrets. Okay? The Bible reveals his secrets to his friends. Go read the scriptures. It's all in there. God don't tell everybody his secrets, beloved. Don't believe lies. God do not tell everybody everything. Don't believe lies. It's in the word. He said he's only revealed the secrets to his friends. Not everybody. He ain't telling everybody everything. And he don't tell me everything. And he's not going to tell nobody else everything. He's not. Hebrews 10.35 says, Cast not away therefore your confidence, which have it great recompense of reward. Great reward. But you let some silly person that don't know nothing about God cause you to give up your confidence in your healing and deliverance. Sister so-and-so said, forget about Sister Stone. You better listen to what God say. Yeah, you need to get to know God's voice for yourself. Pastor's not around 24 hours a day. You fasting, stay on your fast and be faithful to it. And let God bless you in the midst of your faith. Your fast. We got to get this thing so we can really get a hold of what God has for us. We got to keep our confidence in God and don't bow. Let's move on. Let's go to 1 John 5 and 14. I'm almost finished. John 5 and 14. Almost. First John. First John. Thank you. Sister. Well, it's first John chapter five and verse 14. <clears throat> Listen to what it says here. And this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Did you hear what I just read? Let me read it again. I'm going to read it slowly so it can sink in your brain. Okay, here we go. And this is the confidence that we have, put yourself there, in him, that if we act anything according to his will, he heareth us. Now, that sounds nice, right? Come on, Sister Wells, don't that sound nice? Don't that sound nice? Amen. <laughs> okay. But what's wrong with that scripture? Do you know? You have any clue? What's wrong with that scripture? So we have to ask it according to his will. Oh, she got it. Ah, I was hoping she'd catch it. Yes. Listen to me, beloved. Look at that verse. It says, and this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything, what? According to who? His will. He will hear us. Now, let me, let me sum it up. People claim. They pray for uh, 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 um, Sister Mary's husband, and Sister Mary's husband came today. Some people claim that they wanted to hit the number, and God let them hit the number. Some people claim that they was praying that they were able to steal the money from the safe without anybody knowing. They prayed that God made a way for them to do it. All of them are lying wonders. God is not giving you nobody's husband. God is not helping you hit no number. God is not helping you steal no money. 
people say, oh, that's not true. It was answered. Yeah, the devil answers. Oh, you didn't know that the devil answers too. The Bible makes it plain, beloved. <clears throat> Look at verse 14 again. It says, and this is the confidence that we have that if we ask anything according to his will, that's the problem, beloved. His will. People don't take time. The only way you're going to get to know what God's will is, is getting in that Bible for yourself and reading it. I'm going to say it again. God says, I'm the Lord, that God that changes thee not. I don't change. It's I'm the Lord, that God that changes not. He don't change. He's not changing. He's not flipping. He's not whipping. Not doing none of that. He don't change. Get your confidence right. When you have confidence in God, you can ask according to his word, and you got to get to it. See, no preacher could do this for you. That's the thing about this. No preacher can really give you the whole uh, will of God. You got to get into the what? Read the word of God. Study the word of God to see what God will is for man. You want me to tell you one other thing that his will says? I come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. His will also said, Lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the days. You got to know what the scripture said about his will. When a will is written, it is written to test it. It is written to people. Amen. Until the tester is died, have died, that will is not in effect. Once he died, it becomes in effect. And Christ's will is in effect. God's will is in effect. Amen. You have to read the will. Here's the will. Read it. Right here in this Bible. Read it. I want to tell you something. There's people in other countries right now that listen to this podcast. They don't have all the free liberty we have here in the United States. And yet we can't even pick up our Bible and search it for scripture. And we claiming and aiming and all kind of foolishness. When those people wish were praying that they could get a loaf of bread to feed their family. It's not right. It's not right. We got all kinds of programs here that we abuse. We take food and don't eat it. All kinds. It's not right. Know what the will of God is for your life every day. Let's move on. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 3, verse 14. We're just about finished. Hebrews 3, 14 says, listen to this. For we are made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end. Let's read it again. For we are made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end. What is he saying? I'll tell you, I'll make it simple. The confidence you had in God should have grown and become more steadfast until the day you leave this earth. It shouldn't be decreasing. It should be increasing. It should become more steadfast. Unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, so much you know that your labor is not in vain. Are you steadfast in Testimony. Testimonies of what God 
has done for you. The better the test, the bigger the testimony, the more testimonies you get, the more confidence you have. Amen. Build confidence in God. Let God give you testimony. Amen. That's why I tell you your personal testimony isn't important. Until God tell you it's important to tell someone. Keep it to yourself. Let your testimony grow. You don't want to be saying the same testimony 25 years. You want God to give you a new testimony. You want to grow. Have confidence in God. Have faith in God. This scripture is just interesting. It tells us something a lot of people miss. For we are partakers, for we are made partakers of Christ. If we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end. I mean, you notice he's saying our. It's individually. Put your, you know what? The Bible is mostly individually speaking in the New Testament. Talking about individuals. What they need to do to be saved. What they need to do to maintain salvation. And this, this, is, this verse is telling us what we need to do to maintain our salvation, hold our confidence from the day we got saved unto the end, but we got to be steadfast at it. Got to be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding and working of the, of the Lord. Let's move on. Let's go to Proverbs 3.26 real quick and we're finished. For today, Proverbs 3.26 Proverbs 3.26 says, Proverbs 3.26 says, For the Lord shall be thy confident and shall keep thy foot from being taken. Isn't that something? I'll read it again. Proverbs 3.26 says, For the Lord shall be thy confident and shall keep thy foot from being taken. That's the type of relation unique with God. The Lord in your confidence. I, I'm, I'm telling this is personal for me. This is personal for me. I have confidence in God that God's going to make a way out of no way for me. He's going to fix everything that's going on. See, I can't base my confidence on what somebody else has. I can't base, you know what? I've been asking God for something, right? And the more I ask God for something, he <laughs> keep expanding. Oh, I'm waiting on God to fill it all up, fill it all up, fill it all up. But I have confidence in you all. This is for his glory. It's not just for me, but it's for his glory. And he'll be glorified in it. When you ask God something, when you ask God for something, make sure you include it in it. You, you know, you got to include God in it. When a woman asks God for a husband or a man asks God for a wife, they need to make sure they're including God in the relationship. Hello, y'all, y'all hear me? When somebody asking God for a husband or a wife or a raise on a job, make sure you including God in your raise. Oh, y'all ain't hearing me. <laughs> make sure you're including God in your relationship. That's why a lot of people never get married. They don't plan to include God in what's going on. They're going to do their thing. Because there's people that come in church to get a wife and gone after they get them. Everybody lives like devil. But the scripture says, For the Lord shall be that confidence 
and shall keep thy foot from being taken, he'll keep you from falling. He'll keep you from the enemy destroying you. But it's something that says you got to do. The Lord has to be your personal confidence. Your confidence in God. Not nobody. You can't, I'm telling you, when you're in the church building, they got all these people and everybody, whatever. If you got a choir, you're looking at the choir. No, he's talking about personal. You. He's talking about you personally listening to the voice of God, making God your confidence every single day you live. Every day you walk, every day you talk, God's included. You want to hear something, you're probably going to laugh at this. But there was one time I had to go to the bathroom and I couldn't move my bowels. I had to ask God to help me. Are you it's so embarrassing. But we should include in God something. I was in a situation that I needed God to help. He helped. I had somebody ask me to pray for them for the birth. I, I, I'll never forget this. I had to ask an individual that was sick. And they said, I can't go to the bathroom. Pastor Wells, could you pray for me, please? For what? So I could go to the bathroom. I'm not going to lie. I actually prayed for them. He asked me to pray for them to go to the bathroom. I prayed for them to go to the bathroom. 20 minutes later, this man was able to go to go to the bathroom. That's because God wants to be involved in our lives 100%. And he said, thank you, well, thank you, Pastor Well, praying for me. The Bible said a prayer of faith to save the sick. If they committed any sins, it would be forgiven. That's scripture. I want to tell you something, beloved, before we go. When we follow when we follow what God will say, pray the way God say, pray, fast the way God say we should fast, live the way God say we should live, talk the way we're supposed to talk, our lives will be blessed. The Bible said no good thing was he was withhold from them and walk uprightly before him. This message tonight is about confidence because I'm so confident in God, God's going to work on my behalf. I'm confident God will work in your behalf. Amen. If you allow him to. This is personal. The messages that God gave me generally in Bible study messages, training, teaching, and it's all about a personal building relationship with God. I'm not trying to get millions of members, even if I go in a building now. I'm not trying to get millions of members. I'm, my goal is to get people to build personal relationships with God. I'm not building a cult. I want people to work, walk with God. You can walk with God. You can depend on God when nobody's there. You can have confidence in God when nobody's there. Because all of us in our lives get those moments when we're all alone. You can have a husband and wife, and there's this time you, it seems like nobody there to listen to you, pay your mind. That's how I feel sometimes. I know I'm not the only person. But tonight, I want y'all to start doing something. I want y'all to really help me. I want y'all to start going to the website, Tabernacle Deliverance, www.tabernaclodeliveranceinc.org, and start putting in prayer requests for people so we can pray for them. Amen. We got a prayer request prayed. I want y'all to start giving me prayer requests to pray. I need to keep praying. I need most of to pray about. So I want y'all to have pray. Talk to people that need prayer. Put it, write them up, type them up, and send it to me in email. Amen. 
I want y'all to give me some testimony. I want y'all to help me out. Give me some testimony of what God is doing for y'all in your life. And I want some of y'all to help us. I want some of y'all to help us financially go to the website, become a, a partner. I'll be updating it with something that's out soon, but I have to wait to the Lord. Give me the green light for that. Um, but help us. Give a love offering. It's not free. I'm not on the air for free. None of this is free. Only thing is free is YouTube and Twitter. I pay for every, we have to pay for everything else. Nothing is free. We just got charged for something else we have to pay for now. So I'm just being honest with you. I need your help. I want you to help us. Those of you that's listening to this broadcast that's not saved, let's pray. Now, now you're here. Repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. Come into my my life and heart. Save me right now. Save me from myself and my sin. Give me confidence in you that will remain until the day you call me home. I thank you for coming into my life and saving me right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Remember, you can go to the website, the Tabernacle Deliverance, inc.org. That's Tabernacle Deliverance, inc.org. There's a testimony page. There's the prayer request praise, and then there is the uh, become a partner praise. Stop becoming afraid to become a partner. Become a partner. Let God bless you a little more. I don't know what, what to be a, be a help. God bless you back because you can't outgive give God. That's a fact. So <clears throat> Wednesday night Bible study at 8.15 by the grace of God. Right back here Wednesday night. Until then, build your confidence in God and be obedient to what God's word say and let him bless your life. I'll see you.